Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Pinchas. This week's learning should be a schus for Fuh Shlem, Fetchana Mashbas Vilchut, Ratzabas Rochel, Shmuel Shehazan, Vidachavachavah, Menachem Morchem Ben Ophir, Chaya Bas Tova, Frayim Ben Yatham, Michaim Ben Sara, Chom Peramakalea Bas Chana Saral, and Lili Nishmas, Henya Bas Yechiel Mechel. So there's a lot of topics covered in this week's Parsha and Parsha's Pinchas, and I want to focus on one of them, but bring in some ideas from some of the others. So we start the Parsha with, with Pinchas, and then we move on to a count of the Bnei Yisrael, and then there's the story of the Benos Tzlovchad, and then we get to the point where Hashem shows Moshe the land. Moshe shows the land, but Hashem says, you can't go into Eretz Yisrael. You're not going to be, you're not going to be able to go in. And after that, in Perak of Zion, Pasuk Tezvav, the Pasuk says, Vayedab Moshe el Hashem Lamer. Moshe speaks to Hashem, addresses Hashem. May Hashem, I'm just reading Artscroll's translation, God of the spirits of all flesh, Ish Ala appoint a man on the on the Ada, on the on Yisrael. And then the next passage, Yud Zion says, Ashayetse Lifnehem, he'll go out before them, Basha Lifnehem, and will come in before them, Basha Yitziem, who'll take them out, Vasha Yivim will bring them in. Velesia Adas Hashem Katsoin Ashain Lahem Raya. And that the assembly of Hashem, the uh, congregation of Hashem should not be like a sheep that ha- that sh- like sheep that have no shepherd. Now we notice a couple of things sh- very strange in these Psukim right here, and we'll see, point out a few other uh, things. But Moshe is asking, Moshe is told he's not going to lead the Jewish people into Eretz Yisrael. So he's asking Hashem to appoint a leader. And he calls Hashem, he refers to Hashem as basar, God of the spirits of all flesh. It just seems like a very strange, uh, strange way to address Hashem. And why specifically here such an address? Secondly, when he's asking for the qualifications or, or what the job description is for, for Yeshua, for the next leader, says he'll he'll go out and before them he'll come in before them he'll take them out he'll bring them in right and and the, and the, the the assembly of Hashem should not be like sheep without a shepherd what's with the double language he'll he'll go out in front of them he'll go he'll bring them he'll bring them in in front of them uh, before them he'll take them out he'll bring them in it sounds repetitive and then Hashem responds in Pasuk Yudches, Hashem says, Vayem Hashem al-Mayshe, Kaklos Yeshua ben Nun, Ish Asheruach Bai, take uh, Yeshua ben Nun, a man who has the spirit with him, again, we'll have to see what that means also, V'samachta es yodcha alav, and put your hand on him, right? And then the ne- and a few Pesukim later, in Chav Gimel, when Moshe actually does it, it says, Vayismach es yodav, Moshe Rabbeinu put his hands, Hashem told Moshe to put his hand on Yeshua, and Moshe puts his hands on Yeshua. So why the change? If Hashem told him to use one hand, why does he use two hands? And, and why does it make a difference whether he, he puts one hand or two hands? And in between, when Hashem is still commanding motion, Pasuk Chaf, it says, You should give from some of your majesty, Art School describes, uh, translates, or, or glory upon him, so that the people will, will listen to him. And Rashi says, You should give from your, from your glory, from your majesty. Rashi makes an interesting comment there. But don't give him all of your majesty. Moshe, when you're transferring power to Yeshua, you're going to give him from some some of your glory, some of your majesty, but not all of it. We learn from here. We learn that the face of Moshe was like the sun, and the face of Moshe of Yeshua was like the moon. This is uh, quoted in the. From, it's a quote from the Sefri and the Gemara that Moshe's face was like the sun. And Hashem says he's not going to have your full your full glory. He's only going to have part. And we know this: the moon reflects the sun, and we understand that. That, but why does Hashem tell him? Why why not tell him to give him all of it? And also, in what way exactly is Moshe like the sun and Yeshua is like the moon? 
And then in the next parak, the Torah goes through all of the carbonus of the Yamim Tevim, Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh. And on the, top, on the, on the carbon for Rosh Chodesh, the Musaf for Rosh Chodesh, Perech Ches Pasuk Tezvav tells us, Usir Izim Echad Lachatos, you'll bring a male goat for a, for a chatos, Lachatos Lashem, a chatos for Hashem, Al Oilas HaTomid Yosef Niska, in addition to the Tomid. And Rashi over there brings a Medrash, that's not the Pashat Pshat, but Rashi brings a Medrash Agada. Amra Kodesh Baruch Hashem says, Heviu Kapara Alai, bring the chatas on Rishchodesh, the the musaf on Rishchodesh, that chatas is a kapara for me, as if so to speak, whatever that means. That Hashem needed to kapara for something. Hashem did something. Why? What was the avera, quote unquote, that Hashem did that He needs kapara for? Al shematosi esayareach. That I minimized the moon. We know. We all know. The, the, the story that at the beginning Hashem created two great Ma'iris and then he minimized the moon because he said because the moon complained and said you can't have two people in charge two two beings in charge so Hashem minimized the moon so Hashem says to the Jewish people bring a chatas for me every Rishchidosh Rishchidosh we celebrate the new moon bring a chatas for me because I quote unquote it does, obviously it's impossible for a Kaddish Baruch Hu to sin but as if I sinned and therefore bring a chatas for me okay so these are several issues in the parsha we need to understand what's going on here so I saw a beautiful beautiful idea from a Rafaim Tversky of Chicago, uh, in his Sefer Sari Alafim on Parshas Pinchas, and he really he puts all of this together in such a beautiful way with such a lesson for us. He quotes the Gemara in Moed Katan Daf Yud Zayin that uh, that the Gemara in Moed Katan Yud Zayin says that a person imdoima harav lamalach yivakshu teira mipiu. If a Rebbe, if you have find a Rebbe who's who's Mouth, who's imdoima? I'm sorry, he's he's compared to a malach, so you should seek teira from his mouth. And if not, you shouldn't seek Torah from his mouth. And what's troubling about that Gemara is, first of all, how do you find the Rebbe who's like a Malach? And second of all, why is it saying that you have to ask, seek Torah from his mouth? Right? Why is it from his mouth? As opposed to, why can't it just say, learn from him? Imenu, learn Torah from him. So he explains that there's two types of tzaddikim in the world. Hashem has given us the benefit at Klai Yisrael of, of having two different types of tzaddikim. And not, one is not necessarily better than the other, but they're two different types. One tzaddik is the type of tzaddik who's completely separated from this world. He doesn't seem even human to us, right? He seems like he was born, right? We read some of these gedolim stories. He was born ready to be a kaddish. He was destined for this greatness from day one. Everything he does is perfect. He doesn't, he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't, at least to us, he doesn't seem to struggle. He seems perfect. He has that perfect tzaddik uh, persona. Everything goes well. He, he, he seems to us to be like a Malach Hashem. And that's a beautiful tzaddik and somebody that we really respect and we want to get brachas from. But we have a hard time relating to such a tzaddik, right? When you see this person at 12 years old, he finished Shas and he learned 22 hours a day, we have a hard time relating to such a tzaddik. It's amazing. We respect him. We're impressed with him, right? You hear stories of, of tzaddikim who were, were kaddish from day one. We, don't, we can't relate to that. We say, I'm a regular human being. He's like a malach. I can't, I can't emulate him. I don't know how to relate to that kind of tzaddik. He was fortunate to be able to sit and learn his whole life. I had to go out to work. He doesn't have the same Yitzhahar as I do. He, he's, he's, we need tzaddikim like that in Kalei Yisrael, but it's very hard for us to relate to them. And then there are tzaddikim. They're real tzaddikim, but they look, they look a little bit like us, right? They, they're more involved in things in this world, right? The first type of tzaddik, he barely eats anything. He doesn't, he, he's not impressed by food. He only eats so that he can make a bracha, right? 
But we see it's another type of tzaddik that he seems to be one of us, right? He does the things we do. But everything he does, he does l'shem shemayim, right? He wants to serve Hashem. He wants to do, he wants to be mekayim the pasuk of Mishlei b'chol d'rocheo de'eu. In all ways you should know Hashem. So he eats only l'shem shemayim. It looks like he's eating the same way as we do. And he maybe he's even enjoying the food, but he does everything l'shem shemayim with all the best intentions. But he may go out to work, and he may be involved in 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 in, in things in the community. But but everything he's doing is l'shem shemayim. There, that kind of person we can relate to. He may have even sinned along the way. He may have had his ups and downs, right? Those, those we know we've, we, there are a Bayim that you know that they had a p- bit of a past. Kids can relate to that better, right? A Rebbe who grew up a certain way and then he turned his life around and, and, he, and now he's a Rebbe. Kids feel that they can relate to that. They feel that there's a Shaykh. The Rebbe can understand them. You have that Tzaddik who's a Kaddosh Mi Beten from, from the day he was born. Very hard to relate to. So the first type of tzaddik, the tzaddik who seems like a malach to us, there's only one way to learn from him. I can't emulate his actions. I can't live like he does. He lives, he sits, and he learns, and he does mitzvahs all day, and he doesn't seem to be interested in things of this world. I, I can't learn from his actions. I can only learn like the Gemara in, in Moed Cotton said, Im harav If you have this type of tzaddik, this type of rebbe is like a malach, I can only learn from what he says. He can give an amazing shir. He could teach me things. But I can't l- learn from him by watching him because I can't relate to him. It doesn't seem relevant to my life. But the second type of tzaddik, I'm not limited to learning only from his, from his mouth. Yeah, he'll also give a great shear. He'll also teach me things. But I can also watch by I can also learn by watching him. I see the way he eats. I see the way he he goes about his he conducts himself in business. I see the way that he 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 takes care of his shalom bias and he interacts with his children and his friends. And I see how he conducts himself in shul. This is a tzaddik. I, the first tzaddik I have no shaykhs to it. I see he does amazing things, but I'll I don't believe that has anything to do with me. This second type of tzaddik, I feel. Feel like he was once like me. He understands what I'm going through. I can watch him and I can learn. I'm not limited to learn only me pihu like the Gemara said. And that's why it's interesting. There's a pasuk in Yeshua in Perak Chavdal pasuk Lamed Aleph that says Vayavad Yisrael as Hashem Kol Yemei Yeshua. All the days of 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 of, of Yeshua's life, of uh, the Jewish people served Hashem. Moshe couldn't say that, right? We just said that Moshe was like the sun and Yeshua was like the moon. But the pasuk tells us that all the days of Yeshua's life, they they served Hashem. We can't say that about Moshe. Moshe, there was there was the Chet Egel, there was the Chet Hamaraglim, there was Kairach, right? There was Pinchas. This week's parsha, the end of last week's parsha with Zimri, right? So you. Would have thought that if if they served Hashem all the days of their of Yeshua's life, they certainly should have been by Moshe. If Yeshua's like the moon and Moshe's like the sun. But there's a major difference. Moshe, at least in the perception of the Jewish people, we're not comparing whether Yeshua was the type of Tzadik now, but at least in the perception of the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu was the son. He was untouchable. He was a Malach. He lived in Shemayim three times for 40 days. There was nothing, there was no break. We only know of one Avera, and it's not even clear. We spoke about a few weeks ago what the Avera really was, striking the rock. Moshe Rabbeinu seemed to be the perfect, perfect person. Right? When he was born, the house lit up with light. Moshe Rabbeinu was that first type of Tzadik. The Jewish people could Learn Torah from him. They could learn from his shiurim. They could, he can teach them Torah, but they don't see him as relatable. I can't. I can't emulate Moshe's life. Moshe is the only person who had to separate from his wife because he talked to Hashem. Moshe is a different type of. He's not. He's not like us. I can't. I can't try to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. I could learn beautiful shiurim from him, but I can't try to copy him. I can't try to try to learn from him, the way he conducts his life.
That's why Rashi told us Yeshua was like the, the moon. The Jewish people perceived in Yeshua that he wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu. He didn't grow up in that same way. He came onto the scene later. He was a tremendous tzaddik and he never left Moshe's tent. But he, but he did not start off there. His name was Hoshea. He becomes Yehoshua. He's not the same person he always was. Therefore, he's like the moon. What's the, what's the moon vis-a-vis the sun? It's a reflection, but it's a minimized, right? The moon minimizes. It gets smaller and it gets bigger during the year. It has its ups and its downs. The Jewish people felt Yeshua to be much more relatable. We can learn from Yoshua in his actions. We can emulate Yoshua. Moshe recognized this and he says we're coming to the close of the Midbar period when we lived on Mun, when there was when there was Maimed Har Sinai, when the Jewish people were able to were on a much higher level. But now they're about to go into real life. They have to go to war. They have to go they have to go uh, they have to go divide land. They have to work the land. There's no more Mun falling for them. Says Moshe to Hashem. That's why we started off with Moshe's request from Hashem. Yifkat Hashem Hashem, you're the God of all spirituality. Lechol Basar. But I need you to appoint a leader who who's going to be for for man, for flesh and blood, for what a human being who's dealing with human things. The last 40 years, we didn't need such a human leader because we were living in a place that was beyond human human, human nature. But now they need somebody they can connect to. Ish Allah I need you to p- p- a place a man, somebody that they can relate to, that they can feel understands them. And that's why in Pasuk Yudches, Hashem answers, Take Yeshua ben Nun. Let me tell you who Yeshua ben Nun is. Ish, he's a man. He's relatable. They can relate to him as a man. Don't worry, he's plenty of tzaddik. But in their perception and the way they're going to relate to him, they understand Yeshua more. They find him more relatable. And that's also what Moshe was asking with the double Lushan in Pasuk Yud Zion. Right? Moshe was saying, I need them to see a leader. He'll go out in front of them. He's going to have his ups and downs. He's going to go out in front of them. He's is going to come back up. And I'll help them go out and bring them back, right? And then the, the Jewish people won't be like a sheep without a leader. In other words, they'll see that Yeshua, at least in the, to the way they view it and the way they can relate to him, he had a downfall, and yet he still comes back to Hashem. And he'll show them with his actions how to come back to Hashem. Yeshua will show the Jewish people you have a setback, you get right back on the horse. It's not a problem. Moshe Rabbeinu, they never saw that. What, is, what does a person do when there's an afila? In Moshe's life, you don't get to see that. You don't see a downfall and then how he gets back up. Yeshua will be that leader to show them. That's what Moshe is asking, the double language. Show them somebody who can fall and get back up, and he's not miyayish. He doesn't despair from that. He gets right back up. And therefore, when they go out, they'll learn that they can come back also. That's, that's a leader who could take them into war. That's a leader who could take them into regular life. And that's why Hashem told Moshe to, to give Yehuda, Yeshua smicha with one hand, and Moshe says two hands. Why? Because the one hand, Moshe says, my one hand, you know what my one hand represents? That's the hand that did all the makas in Mitzrayim. That's the hand that split the sea. That's the, that's the hand that won the war with Amalek, right? That's the hand of Amalek. If you look at that hand, all the miracles Moshe did, that's the hand of Amalek. I want to show them my other hand, says Moshe. When I'm going to give over to Yeshua, what's the one mistake that Moshe did? His non-angel-like hand that he hit the rock. Moshe is saying, I'm using both hands. I need to infuse both. I can't just use the Malach hand. I have to show them the human hand also. If I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give smicha to the next leader, it has to be with both hands. Yes, a leader sometimes has to be like a Malach, but he also has to show the human side. Yeshua has to be willing to show his human side to the Jewish people, that he makes mistakes, that he has flaws, and he could still be a tzaddik. And where do we see this most clearly? From the moon. What's the moon? The moon, in the middle of the month, the moon is full. It's a strong moon, it's a beautiful moon, and then for the next uh, 14 days of the month, it diminishes until it almost disappears. But what is the lesson of the moon? It starts right back again, marching to the middle of the month when it's going to be a full moon again. 
That's why the rest of the world counts by the days of the, of the sun. The Jewish people count by the days of the moon because that lesson is so important for us. You could fall. You can, you can have had terrible times. You could have had real difficulties. You could still be a tzaddik. You could still be a full moon again. And you may fall again, and you'll come right back up. The moon teaches us to never give up, that we always get, just, just get right back up and continue. There's no yish. Now we know there's a concept for halach the bedrachav that we're supposed to follow in Hashem's ways, and we say kadoshim ktiuki kadoshani. It says in, in parshas kadoshim, right? And the, the the question is always is how can we be like Hashem, right? Hashem is telling us we're supposed to be like Hashem, and and Chazal tell us mahu racham, afata racham. But the bottom line is how could a human being try to be like Hashem? So we come to the musaf of Rishchaydish, and Hashem says to the Jewish people, you know. You think that you can't relate to me. You think that I'm so detached that you can't have a relationship with me, right? Why don't people daven? Because you feel like, how could, why does Hashem want to hear from me? I can't be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. After the lesson of the conversation with Moshe about a point in Yeshua, Hashem says, I want to show the Jewish people Kaviyachal. Obviously, we don't understand what this means on a full level, but I too sinned, says Hashem. I want you to relate to me in a way we see that I also sinned, right? I, I minimize the moon, I minimize the very thing. My sin, says Hashem, is very is connected to this very moon. Yeshua is compared to the moon to teach us this lesson. The moon teaches us this lesson. And Hashem is saying, I myself, so to speak, sinned, if you will, with the moon, by minimizing the moon. And I'm asking you to bring a carbon for me every Rishchidosh. Because I want to show you that I, can, I, I, that I also can do tshuva and can come back. I, so to speak, it's really a mashal, obviously Hashem doesn't sin, but Hashem is saying, I also did something that could be sinful, and I also want tshuva for it with my chatas. Hashem is showing the Jewish people that you can be like me. that you, I also, whatever that means for Hashem, made a mistake that I'm trying to atone for. And if you've made mistakes, you can also atone for that. And that's built into the moon, that's built into Yeshua. This is the entire, Moshe's like the Chama, the Chama never changes it's consistent the moon has its ups and downs but that's the leader we need to go into Eretz Yisrael to fight a war to start to live daily life there's a very strange medrash on the Pasuk in Parshas Boy, HaChodesh HaZelechem. The medrash says there, Shloima HaMelech said it, HaChodesh HaZelechem, Amar Shloima. Be Malachim, Yimlaychu, kings will rule with me. But the, the, what, uh, what, Rav, what Rav Tversky introduces here is he says, what does it mean that Shloima HaMelech said, that uh, said HaChodesh HaZelechem? Moshe Rabbeinu said it. So he says that a king can only be an effective king if the people feel that he's relatable. Relatable. If he's willing to admit his mistakes and his flaws and to show them that nobody's perfect, then the people feel like he's an appropriate king. So, and that's what the Medrash means there. But Hashem is, so to speak, saying the same thing, right? That Hashem is saying that I also have to show you my flaws. For you to be able to relate to me as your king, as your father, as your, as your God, I need to be able to show you that I also can make a mistake, that there's also flaws, so to speak. Of course, there's no flaws in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But it's, just, it's portrayed this way so that the Jewish people could learn and, and they could learn and they could relate to Hashem. And, and they, and they re- will be reminded this every month when the mo- new moon comes out, that we could start again. And that was why Yeshua was the perfect leader and that's what Moshe was asking for and that's what Hashem was telling Moshe and we know this idea that Shlomo Melech, the king has to show his flaws and that Hashem has to so to speak show his flaws this is the very reason that Yehuda was chosen to be the Shevet where kings would come from right because the words that Yehuda earned the royalty with was with the words Tzadkamimani when he said when Tamar when the whole story with Tamar and she showed the stick and the and the uh and his other belongings, and he said, she's right, I'm wrong. He was willing to admit his flaws, says Hashem, this is what I'm going to make the kings, because the Jewish people need leaders like this, who could show them what it means to be human, and still be an Eved Hashem, and still be a Tzaddik. And we know that the word Yehuda means thank, but it also means to admit, to show, to, to, to admit to something. 
So I'm sorry I went long, but I'll just end off. Rav Tversky uh, ends most of his Devetar with the Hirotzen. He, he says, Hirotzen Shnizkel, a Kabbalah Atzmeinu, Ol Malchushmayim, which should be Hashem's will that we should accept on ourselves the, 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 um, the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, she akabal lilmoid min halavana, which is the, how do we do that? By accepting to learn from the moon, shaloy lispol min afilus viridas, not to be overwhelmed or to be overly worried about our downfalls. Elashevi yipol tzadik v'kam, as the pasuk says in Mishlei seven times, the tzadik gets falls down and gets up. Lischadik lechadish lahoyer ba'ar Hashem amir b'sachenu, and to strengthen ourselves and renew ourselves to to illuminate the light of Hashem that's within us. Vagidezen he finishes off that we should be zeichet to see the time of the revelation of of the kingdom of heaven and throughout the whole world and the light of the moon should be restored to the light of the sun without any downfalls without any fallbacks have a great shabbos